Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network, it's neworleans.com. Each week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margot and I invite a member of New Orleans restaurant and food community to join us, and we invite them to bring along their own guest, a plus one. We never know who their plus one's going to be. Sometimes a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant colleague. But tonight, our special guest on Midnight Menu Plus One is Alicia Murphy of Fair Food Apothecary. And if you're hungry for more Midnight Menu Plus One than we can dish up here, we have all kinds of extra stuff on our website. It's NewOrleans.com. You can check out our blog, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or just Google Midnight Menu Plus One and we come right up. Tonight's show is brought to us by our friends at Magic Box Toys. Magic Box Toys are on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. You can experience the magic by telling them that Ray and Margot sent you from Midnight Menu Plus One. And if you do that, you'll get a 10% off everything in the store discount. Very good deal. And by Petite Pet Care. If you need someone to look after your pet while you're at work or school, Petite Pet Care have you covered. Loving care when you're not there. PetitePetCare.com. Well, I'm really looking forward to talking about to talking with our special guest tonight, Alicia Murphy. But before we do that, let's catch up on this week's culinary adventures. Did you eat anything worth reporting on for us? Yes, I ate and drank at two places I've never been before. So um, where'd you go? I ate dinner at Le Forêt. Oh, you went to the uh, yes. that event? Yeah. How was that? It was wonderful. I love that place. It was really a great meal. Cool. I really enjoyed what'd myself. You have? Um, Barbecue shrimp on a grit, fried like grit cake. Nice. Um, a beautiful piece of meat with shaved. Um, what what are those things? It's not mushrooms. Brussels sprouts. No, it's truffles. Truffles. I got it. Shaved truffles. Nice. And like a Madeira uh, balsamic reduction. Oh. That was my favorite. Nice. Um, yeah. So and a few other things, but it was great. And where was the other place? Uh, well, I went and drank at Trio on Tulane Avenue. Have oh, you heard of it? Oh, no, I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. How was that? It was really nice. It was, you know, Tulane Avenue. You're not expecting to walk into a bright, kind of hip, clean place. It was wonderful. They uh, had art all on the walls and nice vibe and great drink. Is that the Finn McCool people, too, that own that? Is that what it is? I think so. It's a young couple. I love They're that Irish. place. Yes, it is Finn McCool. Uh, oh, cool, cool. That's a great place. I love that place. Yeah. Oh, that's that speaks well of it. Cool. Yeah, so that's exciting to see Tulane Avenue too, sort of kind of exploding too. I mean, all the things that have happened there. Yeah. That's great. And uh, what about you? Did you eat or drink anything? Yeah, I, this week? you know, well, I'm always talking about new places that I go to, but uh, sometimes then the places I've been to before don't get reported on. So maybe I should maybe I should highlight um, one that I don't think I've ever mentioned on the show. I don't think either one of us ever mentioned before. It's a real simple place, but you know, the Maple Street Cafe. Do you know that place mm-hmm. on Maple? It's been there for a long, long time. I think I've been there twice in the last couple of weeks, but I went there again um, Sunday night for dinner. And it was just terrific. And I think I ordered probably the poorest of the four of us, and my dish was still fantastic. I got <laughs> I got the uh, pork loin with, like, this blueberry reduction over it, but it wasn't, like, super sweet. It scared me at first. It looked like it was, like, maple syrup over it, you know, <laughs> but it was looked like it should be on a pancake, but it wasn't. It was just great, and it was really, really good. We had a solid meal. It was terrific, and it's kind of reasonably priced for what it is, and the service was great. We sat outside the patio, and the weather was perfect. And Excellent. It was, just, it was just a real magical meal. Now, I need to ask you, too, I overheard you saying it's it was somebody's birthday in your family, and you ate something 
Yeah, 10 what minutes ago, I just finished a uh, sea dog. At, a sea um, dog. Yeah, is that at, related at that to dog. a hot dog? It cannot be. Is it? No, I, I w- as you know, I won't eat a hot dog. Uh, this is nothing like a hot dog except for it's it's cylindrical in in, in uh, configuration like a hot dog. It's basically so like a fish it, stick that looks like a hot dog a little bit, but once you pull the stuff on, but I got wasabi on it and sauerkraut and bacon and um, and olive salad on top of it. Those yep. are all things that God intended to you to eat with fish, I think, right? And uh, the and phallic symbol of it didn't bother you? <laughs> well, it wasn't pink in color either, like, okay. you know, like a hot dog <laughs> is, you know? It was white okay. in the middle. It was crispy on the outside and tan. <laughs> it was just, it didn't strike me that way at all. Great. So, uh, yeah, and I had lots of loaded fries with ranch dressing on them and bacon and cheese and all kinds of really healthy things like that. All right. And a, and a beer. Well, um, um, that's... Sounds like a good week of food. Yeah, so I may be burping a little bit during the during the uh, show here. <laughs> if you hear any of that, that's you know where it's from. But it's great. Well, Morgo, I could keep talking all week about uh, about what I ate, but uh, our guest is here now, so let's uh, introduce her. I'm excited to talk to Alicia Murphy of Fair Food. Welcome, Welcome, Alicia. Hi, thanks for having me. So good to have you here. Thanks. So I'm very excited to talk to you because I have driven by a few months back. I would drive up Magazine Street, and I saw this beautiful, like, simple but beautiful logo oh, on the glass good. window and, and noticed the building, and I was so curious of what was coming in, and I went into Fair Food Apothecary and had a wonderful experience, um, but I would like for you to share with people that maybe don't live uptown or haven't mm-hmm. uh, been yet, what Fair Food Apothecary is and what your mission behind I am ha- very happy to talk about it. It is my passion. It is something I love. So absolutely, I will chat your ear off about this. So um, Fair Food Apothecary, we are a um, shop that has everything from juice and smoothies and drinks to bakeries. As you can see, I brought some treats for you, some nice little cookies. We have bakeries, um, we have snacks, we have soups, salads, all sorts of yummies. But it's not just food to take away. It's a little bit more than that. It is everything in the shop is anti-inflammatory. So what that means, it is gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and sugar-free. And most people say, ugh, that sounds awful. (laughs) What do you have left? What can you do? And, you know, we live in New Orleans. We live in a food town. We love to eat. Guess what? I'm one of those people. I love to eat. And when our family first started eating this way, there was no way I was going to sacrifice taste or fun. I have five kids. There's no way I wanted to tell my kids, no, you can't have a chocolate chip cookie. So I just got really creative and I found ways to um, have really great food and really yummy things that still fit within the um, the diet of an anti-inflammatory diet. Okay. So, um, so so that is what I have. And then um, I told you I'm going to chat your ear off. So um, most people next say, what the heck is an anti-inflammatory diet? Um, really, anyone who, um, who has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease or anyone who has health issues, anyone that really um, has done some research knows what I'm talking about. Um, a lot of people understand a paleo diet. A paleo diet is anti-inflammatory. Um, I, I'm 
if you'd like, I'm happy to go into the details and give you all the scientific stuff. But um, essentially, it is something that's really, really great for your body. Um, a lot of diseases happen because of inflammation in the body, whether it is in, you know, throughout the lower part of your body, through your brain, wherever it may be. And so really the people who come into our shop are people who are either A, very, very concerned about their health or they have some kind of health issue. Um, B, they have some sort of um, dietary um, restriction or allergy. Maybe they're allergic to certain things, allergic to dairy. They can't tolerate um, dairy or they've been diagnosed as being gluten intolerant or celiac. Um, so I have those people. And then I have people who are just trying to eat better and take care of themselves. And then the last one is my favorite. Those are the people who just happen to stumble in, find things, eat it and go, oh my gosh, these are the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. And then I get to say, guess what? They're good for you too and healthy. And that's really exciting. Well, I'm well, one of those get, can people. We, can we try one of these cookies now? She's yes, talk please. About it. She's please. Hungry. please. Tell us Should about I tell you what, what kind yes, of cookies I brought? Okay, well, you know we have a ton of <laughs> stuff. But these are three, um, three of my favorites that I will... Um, quite honestly tell you I eat frequently which probably isn't great but um, I have chocolate chip cookies on the bottom which are my favorite I have a dark chocolate pecan cookie and I have to tell you those are always everyone's favorite anyone who likes a good dark chocolate with that cocoa flavor really really yum it's not that um, heavy milk chocolate flavor it is a true dark chocolate flavor and then the one on the top is a raisin spice cookie wow. so please go ahead and try All that right. and um, and I'm gonna tell you raisin something spice. I use a lot of chocolate in my baking because mm. guess what chocolate is really good for you. And this is not something I think women just made up just so they can eat more chocolate. <laughs> Nutritionally, chocolate in its pure form is really good for you. It's an alkaline food. It's really, really super healthy. It's only once people start adding a bunch of things to it, once you add a lot of sugar and you really over-process it, then, then it turns into something else. But chocolate, cocoa, dark chocolate is really, really good for you. Mm. So uh, I'm eating the um, spice. One. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. It's and to me, it's the perfect blend between savory and sweet. I'm um, I I don't love desserts that are overly mm -hmm. sweet mm -hmm. and um, you know, but this has such a nice balance and mm -hmm. it's delicious. You would not, I would not know that it doesn't have sugar or mm. dairy or flour. Or flour, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Has it has some sweetness to it. So where, where does the sweetness come from? Oh, sugar? good question. The only sweetener I use is I use honey ah. and I use maple syrup. All right. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Now, let me ask you. Um, so we understand what your mission mm -hmm. is with the your establishment. Was there any um, personal reason why you Absolutely. were pursuing and, that? Um, I, I personally think most fabulous ideas probably come from moms who are looking after their family and that's exactly where this came from um i have five children and and you have, do you have quads is that i do i know yeah the mcmullins yes yeah, yeah, okay we'll talk about that in a second yeah right? okay yeah. so um i have quadruplet daughters 
And I, I saw that giggle over there. <laughs> so I have quadruplet daughters, and then I also have my plus one, who is a year and a half behind. Mm. And um, <laughs> believe it or not, one one. my quadruplets are, they are my super babies. They came out. They're big, huge, healthy, strong, perfect perfectly healthy and my one single is the one that has health issues interesting and she has um an autoimmune disease she has juvenile rheumatoid arthritis oh. which is very painful for a little one a little baby mm. um and how old it, is she now she is almost five actually mm. um she would tell you she's not a baby she's a big <laughs> girl she'll be quick to correct me on that one um but she was diagnosed at a very young age with um juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and it is like I said very painful um it was only finally diagnosed after um she became so huge and swollen and was just crying and crying I mean for a year Mm. solid um and of course I did what the doctors tell you to do and I because I was such a terrified mother oh my goodness my daughter has this condition so I just followed and did exactly what I was told and I gave her all this medication and um, once once her symptoms started to change a little bit and I was able to sort of catch my breath that's when I, I had this nagging in the back of my head and I said you know what I I'm not sure. Let me try something else. I'm not sure all this medication for a very young child is a good age. uh, At this age is a very good idea. You wonder what it does to them developmentally and all the rest of it. Exactly. So I started reading and reading and reading and researching. And, you know, when you lie in bed at night and you just, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you keep thinking of all these things. And so that's when I started. I mean, those iPhones are terrible, aren't they? You can read everything at all times of the day. So I would stay up all night and I was reading. I got myself into medical journals and I was reading incessantly and I I had always been a big believer in a good diet and I knew you know what goes in definitely affects your everything about your body but I think I did not understand it completely until I started reading these medical journals and really finding out when your food goes into your body and it breaks down how does it break down and where does it go and and what does it affect and what organs are affected and oh my goodness guess what they're all affected by each other you know what happens in your gut affects your thyroid what happens in your thyroid affects your whole body it affects your brain everything is connected so that was sort of mind-blowing and the more I started reading and researching I discovered that a lot of the foods I've been giving to my daughter that I thought was really healthy um, these were not great for her and they were causing additional inflammation and so sort of counteracting Mm. the medicine I was giving to her and of course I researched things for example so um one of the biggest I mean I I hate to dog out any food because people are going to listen and say what that is not what I I mean these would be specific for rheumatoid arthritis maybe not applied to everybody else sometimes some of the things are generally healthy I will tell you okay one of the biggest inflammatories that you can have is milk dairy yeah dairy is a huge inflammatory for the body and i i didn't realize that i thought i was the smartest mom and i was feeding my kids so much dairy and so much milk and they were drinking eight gallons of milk a week and my friends would joke and say i needed to have a cow in my backyard (laughs) but um i thought i was doing everything right and um 
and the more I found out, the more I realized that wasn't right. And I was really into feeding my children whole grains. And I thought, I'm giving them lots of milk, lots of cheese, lots of yogurt, whole grains. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, that's, that's probably not the best course of action. So I started sort of developing just for, just for our family, not thinking anything else about you know, where this would go down the road, but I started developing for our family kind of our own anti-inflammatory diet. I started looking at what different um, contributors might be, and I just really sort of took everything off the list. I said, I'm going to start at ground one. I'm going to take everything out, start her fresh, and then I'll slowly reintroduce it and see how she does. And really all this focused around my youngest. And... um, It was really hard at first because I really didn't have any experience. And I thought, oh, this is so restricting. I'm taking away all these things. What am I going to do? And the first month was rough. I mean, my husband was storming around the kitchen and saying, there's nothing to eat in this house. There's nothing good. (laughs) Because I wiped out everything in the kitchen that didn't belong there. Mm. And and after a month, I kind of got into my groove. And I was like, oh, look, I can make this instead. Oh, wait, I can make this. And I started getting really creative with my cooking. And um, I would say I started seeing results with my daughter three, four weeks. So 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 she was still on the medicine at this point. Actually, I had weaned her off of this medication um, down to a very, very bare minimum. It was a very slow process with weaning her off the medication. And... um, and I approached my doctor um, and told him that I didn't really feel comfortable with the amount of medication that I was giving her. And this is what my plan was. And this is what I was going to do. And he said, absolutely not. It's a okay, terrible thing. That was going to be my question. Yeah. Did that's you get a terrible thing. From your- do not do this. Um, in fact, what he said was, um, well, since you're the doctor, you tell me what the next course of action is. And I said, Sorry, well. That's horrifying horrifying to me I said um well I would say let's first look at her blood work and he said oh (laughs) did we run blood work I said actually I called your office four days ago and asked if we could call in the orders for the blood work yes we ran blood work and he said oh okay well let's look and he looked and looked at all her markers and he could look he could tell from one of her markers um the long-term inflammation and he said oh well actually it looks pretty good I said okay Okay, so that's good. He so was it's like, an improvement. He yeah. said, no, you need to put her back on all that medication. That was a bad choice. You can't do this. So I said, okay, thank you very much. And I left the appointment, and I started looking at other physicians. And right. I found a new doctor who is phenomenal, and she's amazing. And what she did is she um, ordered records from all of her past everything since she was born everything she poured over them and spent the next uh i would say two weeks going over alana's records and she ordered all new blood work and she met with me and said whatever you are doing is amazing this is the best her blood work has ever been since they started running blood work good job keep going and, and I knew I was on the right track. I, I just, I knew it. I could see it. It was so obvious. And after, oh gosh, a couple months, I actually got a little concerned because I said to my husband, oh my gosh, look at her wrists. What is that? What is that? That's it's a bone. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, that's the first, 
that's what your wrist is supposed to look like. That's the first time wow. I'd ever seen that. It, I mean, it's amazing. Huh. And I was able to take her off of almost all of the medication. She's on a very, very bare minimum. Huh. And um, it's all 100% through diet. And that, to me, is just, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's incredible. Well, and that you would advocate you would have the courage to to advocate for what you believe in and it wasn't harmful mm. to to think about diet and what she puts right. in well and, i think that's what moms to do stand up against moms are always trying to find the very best thing for their children and that's what i did and of course then i had to look at all of my other children and say well okay this is some new information for me. Well, I really need to rework the way I'm thinking about things. And all of my children need this way. Our whole family eats this way. And I have to tell you, I have never felt better in my entire life. I have more energy. My brain well, is popping. Yeah. I, I tell people when well, I have a green juice and one of my... Um, flaxseed muffins in the morning i feel like my brain is on fire <laughs> i feel so smart it's like my genius now, is all of a sudden moving now you 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 have a uh, a culinary household i do you do now i, I think matt murphy is your husband and i see your yes. plus one and he looks very familiar so i'm, I'm guessing is. that's who this is unless he it's is. his brother <laughs> no. or, this is or me this i know his brother that's yes. not his brother <laughs> well welcome how what a treat to get the famous Matt Murphy for a plus one. That's wonderful. All right. We always have fun with plus ones, but I gave it away. Okay, why don't you introduce him and why he's why why you picked him? Well, I don't <laughs> know how I cannot pick him because everything I do in my life is about my family and uh this is the biggest piece to my family right here. And uh it it except for that first month when he was storming around the kitchen not being able to have any snacks in our kitchen on our anti-inflammatory diet he is i mean i I, not to brag or anything he is a hot thing and he (laughs) is he has lost so much weight and he is in the best shape and he eats this way too and i think it okay so so his qualifications for our listeners that may not know oh okay besides just being the person you sleep with and fathered your children (laughs) and all that he's also what he is also uh chef matt murphy uh owner and operator of the Irish House on St. Charles Avenue. Um, very well-known chef awesome. in town for the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's moved around New Orleans. He was sous chef at Commander's for some years, and mm-hmm. then he was the they executive chef. the restaurant chef after him, basically, after his initial, I guess, at right? At the Ritz-Carlton, <laughs> yeah. he did, right? He was the executive chef at the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> it's and, still the uh, M Bistro, but it's... I know, isn't you're, that you're funny? You're not the M anymore over there, right? Yeah. No, sorry, but it's, it's still well, green. It's, still it's our, a green M. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still got a little Irish to yeah. it. That's right. So, uh, so now, uh, now he's got his own place. He's got oh. the Irish house. Well, I, you know, I I know you a little bit uh, just through the McMullins. I'm the McMullins pastor. They're gone now, but uh-huh. they were. I know you guys experienced the quad thing together. And then when you had your medical issues, there were some folks that I think were helping out a little bit from the church or whatever. We actually all people. lived in the same neighborhood, so there was. Just down the block, there was quads, and in Harris, there was quads. Right, I remember. And everyone right, uptown yeah. was like, "Don't drink the water." Yeah, yeah. You all were just right. You're right near um 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 so- Sacred Heart. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, say the address. Not, uh, <laughs> we, in case we have any stalkers out there. Yeah, no. <laughs> but well, you could never miss our house anyway. People have. I'm not lying. People have walked by the front of our house and stopped and said, "Is this a daycare?" I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> it's the Murphy daycare." <laughs> <laughs> that is true. 
Now, this is backtracking a little bit, but um, Alicia, do you have any culinary background or f yourself, or you know, was this? The funny thing is, I was an art major in school, but my very first job was a waitressing job when I was 16. And I think once you get in food and beverage, it sucks you in, it gets in, <laughs> it. And when you move to New Orleans, that's it, you're done for. You are yeah. forever a food and beverage person. So um, what I did um, before I had children, for a long time, I was uh, a catering director. And so I planned parties and events and weddings. And so I've always been involved in um, food and beverage. And I've always been that side of the business. And then when Matt and I decided to open the Irish House, that was definitely um, a team effort. And um, we worked a lot together. And then, of course, when you have kids, I thank you. You definitely learn how to cook. And when you have four kids at once, you learn to get really creative. But um, our house is, our house is uh, very fun, and food is positively a huge part of it. My girls are young, and they can cook, and they get creative things every day. And this morning we had um, parfaits. So we had layers of fruit and yogurt, and um, we had a, what, a muffin crumbled in there. Coconut and yogurt, too. Coconut mm. and oh, nuts. And tried it, so we get fun delicious. things, and sometimes we have French toast for breakfast, and we have pancakes, Mickey Mouse-shaped pancakes, and we have right. um, bacon and that. My kids eat really well, and then um, we like to involve them a lot. Um, they, with everything from helping to cook to even our meals, we will do... Um, like when we do my version of oatmeal without oats, I just make it with um, other um, ingredients. I use flaxseed and I use um, walnuts uh, and I why soak no oats? it. Why oats? Because there's something wrong with oats. No, oat, nope. I, I don't want to dog out oats. I don't want to dog out anyone else's diet. But um, oats can um, contribute to um, some intestinal permeability, which is a whole uh. other topic, which uh, sometimes people See, call I always it feel guilty gut. for not eating oats. I don't eat any oats, and I have high cholesterol. It's my only bad stat is my cholesterol. You know what? Let me just and, tell you. And everybody tells me high cholesterol doesn't affect uh, mortality at all. It's, it's a cholesterol mixed with other things. That's another story. But I, that's the only reason why I don't eat oats. But there, there are a lot of so other now you're telling me I don't have to eat oats. That's you, great. You don't have to eat Good. oats. You can actually find some really great things. Anything that is positive that comes out of oats, you can find it in another place. All right. Good. So we will do fun things like our kind. Now of, you said bacon before. That's mm -hmm. healthy. I can eat bacon and be healthy. Uh, well, it depends on what else you're eating. Don't tell me that. Just just answer it really short. Yes, <laughs> bacon's no. well, you can't, yes, you bacon's can't healthy. Pick tell and me bacon's healthy. And, and say, yeah, I'll have bacon, but I'll eat all the other stuff. Let me explain. If you take out all yeah. the bad stuff, bacon, you can definitely do bacon. And we use bacon. And you know what? I um, We had turnips the other day that were super yummy. I'm on a turnip kick, and I sauteed them in bacon fat. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, I've so seen good. this all happen from a, a, you know, a culinary cooking type where as she said, you know, I was storming around the house when we cleared everything out. And then we kind of figured out what we can eat and how do we eat it and, and, and so on. And, and for me, the biggest um, motivator was when I seen our little daughter who would barely run around or in the mornings would be in pain and we massage her knees. When she was um, running around with her sisters and just from diet. I mean, me as a chef, I've always been, I'll tell everyone, I'll be strong. You know, the, the person that comes in and says, hey, I want this, I can't have this. You know, you're always a bit skeptical. Oh, they're just doing it. But when I yeah. seen this, it, 
any doubts I ever had in my mind switched. And that was a lot of it at the time we developed. We started making breads at home, trying to make bread because I'm Irish. I love bread. So we, we tr started to develop trying to do our breads. At first, we didn't. That's why I was going crazy. No bread. <laughs> you know? um, and we've, we've uh, taken a lot of that and where we would have our um, a, a pastry person in the Irish house, she was helping to make the breads. And then we had people taste them. And we said, man, this is actually good. We can do this. And it was uh, like development stages. Right, right now, I don't see anything different. Maybe I'm just eating healthier food less processed food sometimes you know people call it a mediterranean diet where it's a lot sure. of fresh ingredients olive oil stuff that isn't synthetic oils and stuff that mm -hmm. they're using cooking now it's um so we went through their stages at first it was like um remodeling with a sledgehammer everything <laughs> everything out the larder and we only had certain things now this now is at home now is this, this happening home. also at the restaurant at all I Ooh, mean, was we're gonna tell we're gonna tell you about well, that the, the restaurant we've always surprise. had you know i've always been if you're if you're worth worth your weight in salt as a chef you shouldn't get all out of bent out of shape when someone says hey i want something without gluten in it or i want i'm a vegetarian you know the usual thing is and i've always said the vegetarian shouldn't be picked on he shouldn't get like pasta primavera <laughs> every place is like, no matter where he goes every restaurant right. the first cook will say oh pasta primavera you know? the guy's like no not again if he had had seven nights a week he'd have pasta primavera oh, but um in, in this town especially in new orleans you know yeah. you think in new york and you, new orleans is a real food town so why yeah. why don't we um cater to that and why don't we we don't have to have i mean I love a pole boy. Yeah, and I celebrate that and enjoy and it. And as say, hey, we can do it just as good. And right. a lot of chefs are. There's a lot of guys out there that are, that are running those like alternative menus or, or and stuff like that. Right. And, and that's where we actually, um, you know, it's kind of easier when you get your head wrapped around it. You under understand ingredients and, and what not to put in the food and what to put in the food. And, and, and that's one of the things we're actually going to do at the Irish House. We've, we've had our, our, our vegetarian menu. We've had our, our, our gluten-free menu. And um, we're actually, you know, looked at, at that and we said we had three or four different menus. And depending on what you are, you got it, you got given it when you sat down. Huh. We said, why don't we just do one menu mm -hmm. huh. that caters to everything? And it seems simple. In other words, it already includes those. It already things. includes yeah, it. And if there people is. People don't have those allergies yeah. would still enjoy it. And, exactly. and, most, and, and yeah. we looked at it on the whole. And, and maybe it's me because I'm eating this, eating this way. I looked at it. You know, we can actually do that, do that dish and make uh, it gluten-free by, uh, by doing a certain, just taking out things. It's, it's a lot easier, and you can make it taste good. I think the, the biggest and best thing is that you can still make it taste good. Like yeah. the other night, mm -hmm. I, I cooked, I'm, I took asparagus. Oh, I took uh, so some good. tomato. I took some, um, uh, what cabbage, else? Oh, some red cabbage and carrots that were shredded. Sautéed it down with some olive oil and threw in some cilantro. And then I just seared some beautiful salmon on top of it. Huh. And literally everybody at the table, there was eight people eating at Ooh. the table. And they yeah. were like... The drizzle on the top. Unbelievable. There was a curry huh. drizzle. And the curry sauce, it was uh, an emulsified vinaigrette. And it had been made with apples and onions cooked down. It had some curry and turmeric in it. Oh, man. So super, super healthy. Great inflammatories. And it was so good. I really wanted to pick now, do you, up the do plate you, um, and lick it. Do you uh, it was, get that news out good. much? I mean, do you, do you think people that come, I mean, people don't, people don't come to your restaurant because of this, but uh, is it in, is it part of the literature? In other words, like when you look at the menu, is there anything yeah, sort we of have, it's, it's advertising that this is gluten-free and so yet, forth? Not yet, because it hasn't. Not crazy. It's mostly like people that are, are gluten-free know and they tell their right, friends. Right, right, right. Or, um, 
you know, I think the first, we've gone in development stages where we wanted to make sure someone that was vegetarian felt good when they came in and we would present them with a, a, our own version of the, ve- the menu, but a vegetarian friendly. And, and it's like the more you develop and, you, and you, you think about things and you run something, we've been doing that for, what, two years now, and we've been doing our own gluten-free. And I said, why don't we just have one menu with everything on yeah, it? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I mean, some, it, it, it makes it simpler, and you, and you kind of build up, and you, you develop, and you create, and you get better. And, and, and that's where right now where we're going to have, you know, a lot of CrossFit people are into that, into that paleo kind of food, mm-hmm. right, right, right. which is similar to the way we, we eat. And I was like, why, why don't we do a menu like that? Now, has, Why is limit this cre- Does this create any tension in your staff? You know, I mean, sous chef and so forth. Like, well, we going, no, have you gotten pushback on this put, at all? We haven't put the menu into effect yet. Oh, this is still okay. Slow down. Got the it. gluten-free, the okay. gluten-free, we can do the anti-inflammatory menu. We well, just the, started putting together, and okay. we, it hasn't been officially announced. Okay. This is the first place we we're are the talking place? about it I don't out think loud. You get, I don't think we get pushback because the guys we were talking about. They don't know week, yet. Well, no, they do. <laughs> no, we were sitting the there. Staff that hasn't <laughs> why, why it's the chef there? We're, we were talking about. It and he's like, he, he's, he's like, this is actually supportive. We're just making really good tasting food, but yeah. taking yeah. Well, one me, or two ingredients out. Let me let me ask yeah. you something about this. I, I I one of my one of my worst. We always talk about our great. We celebrate good moments here at, uh, at restaurants, but. Without naming the name of the place, one of the worst uh, meals I've ever had and t- worst experiences at a restaurant is I had some friends that flew down to get married here, and it was just a really great week. And I've been gushing about New Orleans, as I always do, and talk about how unique the culture is here. And I always talk about you know aspects of how this place is very adaptable. It gets hit, as your family, I mean, I want to talk about that in a minute, too, between I know your illness that you had uh-huh. and having the quads as a challenge. But New Orleans is a city like that, right? It's gotten kicked in the gut so many times. And then every time it sort of like learns how to adjust mm-hmm. and learn and, and, and it's so creative and all these different things. So, so when we get to this restaurant, my friend's wife has a bunch of intolerance, food intolerances. And we went there and I was, I, I was telling her, oh, that probably won't be a problem at all. You know, these are, you know, this, this is a place where uh, people uh, come with all kinds of stories. And she, as soon as she opened her mouth to the, to the waiter, it's a famous waiter at a famous restaurant. He's a, he's a, he's a kind of a celebrity in town. And he just like sniffed, rolled his eyes, literally, you oh, know, no. and said, well, I don't know. Let's see what we can do kind of thing. And then he gave her like it was it wasn't pasta primavera, but it was pretty close. You know, <laughs> the version and, of it. and I was so humiliated. I mean, I wanted to walk out. I've never walked out of a restaurant before, but it was so awful. But um, to me, that's really it's, it's, it's against what the culture is about. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, do you sense that? I mean, I feel yeah, like this is a I mean, culture I that should be that should know how to adapt. And oh, what you're talking about, something that the restaurant should do better at. Mm-hmm. You know, here. it was like. I put it like this 20 years ago the chef would be no I'm only cooking what's on the menu and that's all I'm prepared for but I think nowadays and you've got a lot more creative guys in the kitchen they may not have you know grown up totally culinary might be doing another job and then they get into it um, they're willing to adapt and they're the, there's alternatives there's some look, look when you go into you know a store now you can choose many different every aisle has something that's different a different variety or maybe it's something that has you know allergy free no peanut oil in it because that's a big allergen you can find all that stuff so slowly and surely just in the restaurant scene it, it has to trickle over it has to trickle over and say hey i want this this certain way and i think we're at the stage now where um chefs and restaurants are are on the path to say hey why don't we just cater why do why did we make a big thing about it because you know when 
you go down and you want to get um, you know a cereal minus uh, peanut oil in it, you can actually go and buy it on the shelf in your local supermarket. So. Yeah. Why can't if corporate America can be creative? I why can't like you well, know this so hub of creativity? I'm going to jump creative? in and say someone needs to read the labels because my fear is that you know uh, people go through stages of what is trendy and fat free was trendy for a while and people yeah. thought oh yeah and now everyone's saying oh gluten free gluten free but no one I think really not no one a lot of people do not understand what it means and they don't actually understand what's going on with gluten in the body and they see gluten-free on a package and they think oh i can have this it says it's gluten-free no problem and they're just picking it up and taking it and running with it and i always caution people read the labels look just because it says gluten-free it doesn't mean it's okay for you pick it up turn it over and look and I'm telling you, if nine it has numbers times in there, ten, it's not good. <laughs> right, nine <laughs> times out of ten, it has replacements for gluten, other things that you should not be eating. Right. Pretty much, if it's processed, it's probably not good for you. Right. And you probably yeah. shouldn't have it, even if it says gluten-free. It doesn't mean it's a free-for-all and it's okay. It's well, up to the individual, too, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I was the biggest bread eater and the biggest dairy drinker in the world, I would say. But I did find, you know, uh, I gave it up slowly but surely just because I didn't want to be drinking a gallon of milk with my, with my girls in the room. But I did feel now that my mind was clearer. I was thinking better. I felt better. Um, a lot of, like, indigestion and things that I had went away. Mm -hmm. So I believe in it because I've seen the effects on me. I've lost 35 pounds. Oh. You've seen me, like, six months ago. You'd seen a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, but I, it, I've seen the effects of it, so it makes sense to me. Yeah. I think as people get more, people are more educated about things now, and they question things. Before, you know, it's just eat it, shut up, eat it, uh, eat it. That's it. Now yeah. people look at it and say, "Hey, mm -hmm. what am I eating?" You know. You and see you have an opportunity True. in being a chef, and and I want to get back to to fair, but it's an opportunity to really educate people in an unobtrusive way. If it's great food mm -hmm. and people enjoy it, mm -hmm. then they w and they want to know what's in it. And it doesn't have to be uh, this is all gluten free or this is all an anti-inflammatory right. diet. It's to me, I would imagine it's more impactful to just have people enjoy the experience. And as a chef, you're being creative and you're expressing yourself. You're just doing it in using different um resources mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. so I, I just I really um, appreciate what y'all are doing well I think one of the most exciting things for me is when I and this has happened a lot in the past couple of months since we opened when I have people come in and say to me thank you there is nothing like this here I cannot find any other places to get mm you know, treats for my children or to get a meal for myself to take away. I can't find these things anywhere else. Thank you. In our first week open, I actually had a woman come to me and cry and I got so emotional. And she said, I moved here, I think she said six, seven months ago from New York. I have been struggling. Mm. My daughter has issues. I can't find anything for her. You don't know what this means. This is so important. Thank you so much. And I think, wow, 
this is really exciting. This is really affecting other people. Honestly, the reason I opened the business is because I was spending all my time cooking everything from scratch for my kids, and I could find no other place like Mm. that. And I had no place to go and just pick up food for my family. I had to make everything every day. And honestly, it was a pain in the ass. And I thought, if I'm cooking five and six hours a day, hell, I might as well do it. Sorry, can I make some money? Yes, I might as well well do it for other people. Yeah, Margot does it. I'm good at that. Thanks, I love to make them blush. Go ahead. Come on. <laughs> so I thought if I'm doing this for myself, surely there are other people yeah. that need this as well. Right. And I always tell people if there had already been something like this or if there was any other place I could get these products, wow. I would be their best customer. Right. And nothing like that exists. And that's well, now everyone this. doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. They don't have to spend five or six hours. They can go and pick it up from uh, from you. Well, yeah. Which is and, great. It's, and it's, I hope you're Fair enjoying food. those cookies. Yes. yes well, there. I got a confession I'd to make, Margo. While while you were um, listening carefully to our guests, I was um, I was plunging my <laughs> hand in, in the cookie jar, and I didn't leave you any chocolate chip cookie. I ate both of them. I I've think. already no, I've I got, oh, I got some piece. while oh, okay. you were going on. Oh, there we go. I already the oh, only one I haven't tried. I don't eat nuts. So yeah, I have I not tried either. the. Um, so okay, I, I am going to tell you, I do use nuts in a lot of the cooking, but because I use almond flour for a lot of things, but I also have things with coconut flour, ah. and so I know you can have things with coconut flour. Yeah. I have there a different nut no allergy than Margo does. We're difficult. Well, I have a different uh, nut allergy than Margo. What Marga. is your nut no, allergy? I, don't, I mean, I don't. Oh, you just I don't just eat them don't. At all? Um, well, it's not relevant. Okay, yeah, I, I don't want to talk I'm, about mine either. It's gross. Oh, okay. But you know what, though? Time is flying by, and we're already up to the the off-the-menu segment. I can't believe this. We're we're, we're getting pretty far along in the show. So this is a segment where we like to call off-the-menu, where we ask you questions that you wouldn't normally find in a... Uh, in an application to uh, to work at your restaurant. Ooh, this is why so. my plus one is here. Yeah, he's good no, no. Well, you got to like a- answer these individually, though. Duh. We may give you different questions. Okay. Too, yeah. you don't so, know. Alicia, I'm going <laughs> to ask you, um, and it may be not. Well, your interview question for um, is, if you could eliminate one f- edible item mm-hmm. that um, God created or was processed. Destroy it from the Just, universe? Yes, destroy Eliminate it from it. one item that is supposedly edible. Uh, what would it be? I love that question. Oh, I know. That's really I want easy. want that power. <laughs> it's really easy and people are going to hate it. Go for it. Sugar. Okay. Sugar. Yeah. And, and because, why? Oh, man. It is addictive. It's addictive. I you want to get rid of sugar? <laughs> I do. I hate you. I'm I so glad you're not you. God. <laughs> <laughs> I told you people would hate that. I think once you start eating sugar, you get really hooked on it, and it's hard to detox and get it out of your system. But once it it's out of your system, you don't miss it. And there are a lot of other ways to um, enjoy food and then enjoy sweet items. Yeah, sugar. I know. Okay. I told you you wouldn't like that wow. answer. You're evil. I know. You're mean. I'm a mom. I'm tough. <laughs> 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 well, you know, before we ask Matt, we need, we forgot to thank our sponsors. So let's pause and do that for a moment. And then I'll come up with a really good question for Matt for his off the menu. Margo, I think it's right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you need someone to give your pet loving when you're not there, Petite Pet Care are insured, bonded, Red Cross, pet CPR, and first aid certified. 
But most importantly, they love animals. You can find Petite Pet Care at their website, PetitePetCare.com, or call them at 504-300-9PET. I don't have any pets, but I, I, I want to go there now, too. You, you, you sell it so well. Um, Ch- chickens. Oh, oh, I'm a big do. chicken fan. Chickens. Really? You know, we have someone else to thank, too. Okay. Magic Box Toys. Oh, I'm not a toy great. store person, but I, I love, love Magic Box Toys. I, I get we pulled in there. Store. Isn't that a great, a great store? store. Yeah. That's a great they store. They have something for all five of your kids. Yes, they Without do. A doubt. And actually, they're great. My kids go in there, and they're really sweet and nice They're to cool them, people. So they are very good. Betsy, the owner, yeah. and Mary. Mm-hmm. They're just wonderful people in there. Well, it's a toy store with toys for everyone, from infants to grandparents. You can find them online at magicboxneworleans.com. That's magicboxneworleans.com, where there's details about in-store events, like their free Rainbow Loom classes. I, I may not be taking that class any time, but that's very interesting to a lot of people, I think. And you can also find Magic Box Toys on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest. And if you visit Magic Box Toys on Magazine Street Uptown near Jefferson Avenue. Tell them that Ray Margot sent you, and you get a 10% discount off of anything in the store. Anything, 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 10% off. There are very expensive toys in there. That could be a huge windfall sometimes. That offer is good right now through the end of May, so hurry up and drop into Magic Box Toys and experience the magic for yourselves. Okay, also on Magazine Street, you can take your bag of toys down to Monkey Hill Bar. And uh, they have a happy hour every weekday from 3 to 8 p.m. $3.50 well drinks and $1 off beer, wine, and signature cocktails. Okay. So now back to you, Matt. Um, all right. Hit me. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just going to give one I, I ask all the time because I, I just find we have the most interesting answers to this. If you could eat a meal with, and you don't even have to cook it, somebody else could cook it, but you eat a meal with anyone living or dead. No, let's just keep it living. Anyone living right now on the earth, who would you want to have a meal with? One on one. Let me say, that's a really hard question. Well, if it was someone dead, it'd be uh, Ferdinand Poin, famous uh, chef, owner of a restaurant, and living. Oh. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, my mom. Your mom? You there can go. You can your mom anytime. You knew Come it? On. If this was a, what is that? Not Hollywood Square. She's What's that couple's called? She would kill me if I said anybody else. <laughs> is she in Ireland or is she she's here? She's in Ireland, exactly. Oh, we, you can get this show in Ireland just as easy as here. Yeah, it's on the internet. That's great. All right. So you're from Ireland, and where did you grow up, Alicia? I grew up in the New England area. Now, oh. how did y'all meet? Um, I went back to Ireland. I was working in a restaurant, and uh, I seen this American girl who was working as a waitress. And in Ireland? Well, in Ireland, in Dublin. And she was just talking, talking up a storm. And somebody <laughs> said, somebody was talking about fluff, you know, that all. That no, white, no, no, that icing. Icing, that icing stuff, you know. And they, she said, ask that guy. And I had just returned from the States, and I went to a dollar store, and I bought as many of these, like, defunct football team hats for a dollar as I could. And I'd given them out in the kitchen. So I'm, uh, everyone had thought I was just arrived from America. And this chef is working with the guys who's from America. But we were like Detroit. I was Philadelphia. Someone was up in Florida. So she said, ask him. He knows about, you know, whatever fluff is. In I said, he's from Philadelphia. I said, he's Philadelphia. an American. I ask like, him. I'm using him America. to settle a bet. <laughs> and he got really offended. He said, I'm not American. I'm from Blackrock down the road. So then I said, Let's, I said I'm going to trick on her. So I got goat's cheese and I, I covered it in chocolate. And they were giving out <laughs> truffles, right? And of course, I said to the pastry guy, hey, 
put those out when she walks by and say, yeah, oh, yeah, here's some extra truffles. And when she eats it, it's going to be goat's cheese. Blah. <laughs> anyway, the crazy American eats it and says, wow, goat's cheese with chocolate on it. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so you knew she was the one on at that point. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And did you, who asked who out? I mean, was it, did you instantly? Oh, I asked her out a hundred times and then finally she went out. You oh. said no a couple times? It's always too busy. <laughs> what was your first silver, date? Polishing silverware or something. Uh, what was your first date? We went to Chicago Pizza Pie Factory in Dublin. No, 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 no. I, I met you down on the coast. Actually. You sure it was him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going, I don't remember that. We never went to the coast. No, no. We went, we went, down, we went down on the coast, Wasn't and there me. was a, um, like a like flight that. show. So we spent the afternoon um, on kind of in the, I mean, a, not a beach like we think of here, but it's a really rocky sort of area. And we walked up and down the pier, and we went and had lunch in a little pub, and we had tea and soup and bread. And, um, yeah, I All remember. Right, how long from I, then until you got married? Five That's like that years uh, or TV so. show where the guy can come we had a few travels between then we traveled all through um asia and we lived in hawaii for a while before we came here we got married here so now now what brought you to new orleans was it was it you recruited here for a restaurant or no it was it was for a baby actually it was my nephew um was uh going to be born we were living in hawaii and i said hey let's go to new Orleans. let's we, we decided we were moving back to ireland and i said hey let's go to new orleans we'll stop there for a month or so to see the baby being born and we'll just uh. hang out for a little while and um that baby is now six foot one <laughs> and Huey. is and i taught to parallel park about six months ago wow. so yeah it got in your blood here. We, you were, you were, we got you were, sucked you were, in, and we, he said, we hey, haven't hey, left. You should check out my friend Jamie Shannon. He's in the Commander's Palace. Go work there. So I ended up working there. I was, thought I'd work there for like two weeks, and then it just got hooked in. And next minute, it was five years down the road, and well, had no a great kidding. Time. Yeah. Wow. The, the so that was your, your first, first job. Your yeah. first job was a Commander's here. Your first yeah. job in in New Orleans was yeah. in the Commander's. That's back in the not um, bad. Back in the they, they they call it the kettle room where you make all the stocks and stuff like that. Huh. And, um, yeah, stuck back there. You were in the Jamie Shannon era. Wow, that's great. Yeah, exactly. All right. Oh. I want to ask y'all what a typical day looks like in your start when you wake up in your home to the, through the evening, like a work day. Cause I'm, I'm going to give you one word, loud. <laughs> <laughs> Another word, active. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not sleeping past six. <laughs> 6 a.m., start getting breakfast downstairs. Well, how late you, do you work? I'll tell you, we, we start the morning usually with someone. We wake up and say, when, did you, when did you come in <laughs> in the middle of the night? And there's always at least one or two kids piled into bed with us <laughs> that pop in sometime during the night. And then we get up and we go downstairs. And breakfast is very important and big in our house because, of course, in the business we're in, a lot of times we aren't home in the evenings for dinner. So breakfast is our very big, important oh, family time. Right. So we um, make breakfast in the morning. We always make it a big ordeal. We do really special meals with the girls. and Even um, before schools and stuff, like mm-hmm. weekday, every morning is a, mm-hmm. they oh, yeah. participate. And it's like, it's, it's it's like a, a military deal. operation. <laughs> 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 it really is. I mean, people, I've had people say, 
how on earth do you get five girls to school with braided hair? And I say, well, while they're eating, we're braiding. I mean, we multitask. To, we have got a system down. But, um, I mean, the, it's, you know, you have to get your systems down. The Did night before, we have to close have? Five, five girls. Five girls. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. I, I just get more and more sympathy for you, Matt. Okay, so you have six oh, women on, in the he's house. King of the house. <laughs> he is king of the house. Listen, we have one daughter who is six, um, and she was practicing writing tonight, and she ha- handed me a piece of paper, and it said, "Dad is." Um, what was the first sentence? Dad Great. is. Dad. That's the second sentence. Dad <laughs> is. Um, works at the pub. Oh, dad works <laughs> at the pub. Next one said, dad is great. The last line said, dad is a goofball. <laughs> she wrote this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Nice. So you have like baby geniuses as well because <laughs> six years old and the... Um, I'm trying to create super children who will live <laughs> forever and take over the world. <laughs> now, um, my brother has triplets and when they were little we used to they were color coded did you ever have a system like that like we painted their toenails well and you know what when they first came home oh charts i'm all about the charts when the quads came home we had charts hanging up on the walls so we could keep track because of course we were bleary-eyed and exhausted we had if someone said when is the last time Margaret ate? I would say, I don't know, today, yesterday. <laughs> I would have no idea. But we wrote everything down. We were meticulous. The and only how way do you know we could who keep was track. Who? I mean, well, I know you know as a parent. We were a little nervous because out of the quads, two are identical and two are fraternal. Okay. And I thought, oh my gosh, what if I get them home and get them mixed up? So naively, I put, I left their little hospital um, ankle bands on for the first two days thinking, oh, I don't want to mix them up. But as a parent, you just know. I mean, I could be downstairs and say, oh, there's Molly crying. I could, you can, yeah. you just know, you know. But y'all didn't have any help? Like, oh, because my mom actually moved in with us. My mother is a saint, and she lived with us for the first two months. But it was, Matt affectionately calls it, what do you call it? Baby, Baby boot, boot camp. camp. <laughs> Baby boot camp. And for the first three months, um, no no exaggeration whatsoever. I average probably about two hours of sleep every 24 hours. That is no exaggeration. That was consistent for, I mean, I was absolutely sleep deprived. Should not have been driving anywhere, I'm sure. And, um, but when you have that many, you have shift A babies and you have shift B babies and you wake up and you have to have two people at every single feeding. And then when you finish that feeding, then you have to put them down. Then you have to do the next feeding. And so by the time you get everyone fed and you go back down, um, I mean, it's time to clean About up. An and sleep, if you're yeah, lucky. it's well, I but didn't get any happen. because, you know, I. Well, so did you I lose any say. fingers or anything, you know, cutting stuff with the sleep depriving? Uh, I mean, this this is hardcore sleep deprivation this you're is. going through. Yeah. No, I kind of. You're okay. Life as a, as a, as a cook, chef. You get used to working 16, 17, 18 hours and just sleeping on the run. It's always been like that for me. So, And we can uh, laugh about it now because it's so far back. And I have some people say, no, look fantastic don't, don't you vivacious. remember it fondly? Isn't it great now? Don't you forget the bad times? And both of us say, no. <laughs> we remember it. We remember it like it I remember one time I wanted to go to sleep and she said, buddy, you are not going to sleep. <laughs> you can pick up that baby. <laughs> you help make this baby. I was like, okay, this is a drill shot. <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> 
It's well, true. the next next phase of bad time is going to happen when four of them go off to college at the same time, and your tuition bill comes in. You know, that's going <laughs> to oh, be no, the next. I, I'm I'm worried about when uh, when they hit teenage years, and I have five teenage daughters at one time. Oh. I'm I'm not looking forward to that moment. Time to get a gun and a shovel, you know. And there you go. <laughs> a shovel. <laughs> the, the day wow. Gonna I know. <laughs> you cannot end on that. But <laughs> I have an 11-year-old daughter, I get, and she went to a sock hop uh, a couple days ago, and I'm started thinking, like, she's going to start dating soon. That's kind of oh. terrifying. But Ooh. five girls dating at once would be hard. Mm. Unfortunately, Margo, we are utterly, completely, totally out of time, overtime, actually. So we need to end abruptly, and I hate this because this was a joy. Um, what else can we say about that? All I can say is our special guest tonight was, uh, was Alicia Murphy and Alicia's husband, Chef Matt Murphy. And we're so glad to have you. Oh, and great. We had a great evening. Tell us about the hours of your restaurant and also the hours of fair food. And um, well, give us any plugs you'd like about any of that. Yeah, the, well, the Irish House, as you know, is an authentic Irish pub. It's down on St. Charles, 1432 St. Charles. And um, we are open from 11 a.m. till you know, New Orleans, till the <laughs> last, last guy walks out the door. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have, we do, we're very well known for the brunches. We do some great brunches on Saturdays and Sundays. And um, we've got a great event space upstairs, too, which is probably one of the nicest event spaces in the, in the uptown area. So drop in. Have, we have music on a Monday night, um, Irish session. And we have people driving from all over the place to come play at it. Accordions, fiddles, and tin whistles. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Come in mm. and see what it's like. And, fair. and Fair Food Apothecary is at 4838 Magazine Street. We are open seven days a week from 9 to 6. And we have lots of yummy, yummy treats. Just come in and try a cookie even. They're so yummy. Mm. Absolutely. Amen. Y'all are wonderful. Thank you so much. I know your time is... I, I normally, I feel that anyone in the restaurant business time is precious but i really <laughs> i really mean it we we really appreciate y'all taking time out with thanks for having us and joining us thank you what a blast thank you so much good night Slide. midnight menu plus one is produced by grant morris margo moss and me ray canada our technical producer is chris keogh our director of everything else is mary ross Thanks to our sponsors who made tonight's show possible. Petite Pet Care, for loving care when you're not there. PetitePetCare.com Magic Box Toys, experience the magic at Magic Box Toys on Magazine Street. Tell them you're a Midnight Menu Plus One listener and they'll give you 10% off of your purchase. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Midnight Menu Plus One, get in touch with us on our website, itsneworleans.com or just email sales at itsneworleans.com. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a guest for Midnight Menu Plus One, you can do that on our website, too. You can find photos from tonight's show, check out our blog, and all sorts of other great stuff on itsneworleans.com, including our other shows Out to Lunch, Happy Hour, Vietnola, True to the Game, and Mindset. You can hook up with me and Margo anytime by following Midnight Menu Plus One on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The awesome audio quality of this show is brought to us by Chris Kehoe's Magic and PreSonus Audio. More information about all the wonderful sound recording equipment PreSonus makes is at PreSonus.com. P-R-E-S-O-N-U-S.com. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. 
For all of us here at Midnight Menu Plus One, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you back here next week around New Orleans Podcast Dining Table. Till then, I'm Ray Canada. And I'm Margot Moss. Goodbye. Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer, now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.